Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week and this week's podcast episode is going to be all about social media detoxes and why social media isn't always good for us. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Well, hey again, welcome back to yet another episode of Life Beyond the Massage Table. I hope you're all keeping well and safe in these strange times as we keep saying, and I'm going to keep saying it because... Let's admit it, it is a little strange out there. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about this topic of social media and social media detoxes. So I've gotten requests over the last six months or so to cover this topic again. So I hope this episode is helpful to those of you who are interested in this uh, topic. You know, some of you might have done this kind of thing before. Some of you might have never even heard of the idea of a social media detox. Like, what the heck is that? So um, first off, I'm going to put a few links in the show notes um, about social media detoxes, including my own article about it, um, which was on the first page of Google for quite a while when you search for social media detox, which was kind of interesting considering my business isn't really about that. But okay, that's kind of fun. <laughs> but yeah, in, in general... Uh, let, let's talk about this. The idea of a social media detox is something that's been floating around the internet for quite a few years now, right? And I think I first heard about it in 2014-ish, something like that. This idea is that you take anywhere from a week or several months off social media and that's it, you know? No Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter, no TikTok, no forms of social media at all period. Not for work, not for social use, not for any use at all. Delete the apps off your phone. Yes, delete them, not just move them into some folder. Um, I have done that, move them into some folder. I actually would recommend not doing that. I think my social media detox article on my website actually says I moved them into a folder, but these days uh, I just delete the apps to, to, to tell you the truth. It, it uh, means you're less likely to, uh, to go clicking on that. Um, log out of the apps. Don't use them on the websites either. Like don't go to facebook.com from a web browser and avoid using the social media uh, pages, apps as much as you possibly can. I get that sometimes you don't have much choice. Like for example, news sites sometimes display tweets or Instagram feeds as part of the article that these days. It is super common. Um you know, try to just skim that stuff so you don't get stuck down a rabbit hole of reading a bunch of that stuff, especially if the news article is essentially embedding a bunch of tweets and talking about them. And as well, I acknowledge that sometimes you don't have a lot of choice. Uh, for example, some businesses only use social media as their only way to re reveal or uh, get out information to people about you know, what their hours are or taking orders for whatever it is you're trying to order or whatever. I get that sometimes you don't have a lot of choice, but try your absolute hardest to avoid that as much as you possibly can. So that's the basics on how to do a social media detox. And as you can tell, we're only a few minutes into the podcast episode, so there's a lot more to say about this. It's not just about the mechanics, right? But what about the mental aspects of it? So this is what we're really going to talk about. 
So at first, doing a social media detox is weird. And it can be really hard, actually. You'll probably find yourself looking at the apps or loading the website out of habit and then realizing, oh, I, you know, oh, I deleted those or, oh, I'm logged out of Facebook because I'm not supposed to be using Facebook right now. You know, you might get frustrated. You might get frustrated yourself for doing it out of habit, like typing facebook.com into your browser. You might um, get frustrated on the fact that you have to look at some businesses, you know, Instagram feed in order to find out the information you need to know because they don't relay it anywhere else. I get it, you know. But over time, you do get used to being on social media a whole lot less and you start to see the benefits, which I will discuss in a moment. Well, as for my experiences, well, I've done social media detoxes of anywhere from a week to six weeks myself. Now, I was doing them about once a year for a while, although I will be honest with you, I skipped doing one in 2020 because I felt I needed the social connections. You know, the pandemic has certainly changed the way the world works. And I haven't been able to see any of my friends, anyone really at all, except my husband in person, you know, not on Zoom, not on FaceTime or whatever, in almost a year now. So social media was the way I've been keeping up with people over the last year. And if that's you too, you know, I get it, you know, and that and that's okay. And while we're on this topic of, you know, connecting with people, I do want to acknowledge there are good things about social media. It's not all bad. You know, I said at the beginning, you know, why social media is not always the best thing for us. Totally true. But social media can be a wonderful thing. As I just said, it's a way to connect with people, right? A way to meet people. I've met some really lovely people through social media. It isn't all bad. I'm not trying to say it. It's all bad. And I certainly don't think it's like the root cause of all problems in society or something like that. I'm absolutely not saying that. However, Being on social media a bit more in the last year has had a bit of a negative effect on me at times and on other people I know as well, especially when it comes to hot button topics like politics, COVID policies, vaccines, lockdowns, all that kind of stuff. And even stuff about how people are spending their time with social distancing and everything being closed. As well, there have been a lot of people on social media making it look like everyone was just like baking sourdough and banana bread and learning TikTok dances and trying Dalgona coffee. Anyone remember that from last spring and early summer? Taking online fitness classes, learning new skills, getting cozy in sweatpants, having fun wine dates on Zoom, hashtag pandemic life or whatever people were posting. And for business owners, and yes, that includes massage therapists or anyone else who normally works in a face-to-face with clients way, so not online, a face-to-face with clients way, some made it look like everything was totally fine. Oh, they pivoted to online classes or online consults or, you know, whatever, and they're making tons of money and they're totally fine. Insert smiley face with dollar signs for eyes, right? Some people were posting stuff like that. But the reality is almost all those people weren't actually living this perfect lockdown life, you know? And yeah, some of those things really happen. I'm not saying everyone's a liar. (laughs) And if you did some of them, that's totally cool. I'm not, you know, this is not shaming you. I am not saying it's, it's terrible that you enjoyed a wine date over Zoom with friends. I'm not saying it's bad that you, you know, were baking sourdough and banana bread. I did some of that stuff too. And if you pivoted part of your business online or your entire business online and you found success, that's wonderful. I'm really happy for you. And I hope you know that when I'm saying this. But 
What I am saying is that this social media in general is a super filtered view of what is going on in people's lives. As in, most people are not doing that well with their business right now, or they're really struggling, or, you know, they are doing okay, but they've had to make some big sacrifices for that to happen. It was a damn hard year last year for most people. Even if they had wins, chances are there was a lot of hard months too, and a lot of hard work behind the scenes, like I just said. There was also a lot of hardships in the world more broadly. Even if it didn't affect someone personally, it might have affected someone else they know. You know, a lot of people lost income, lost housing, landlords not being willing to help with applications for aid. That was a big, 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 big thing here in Canada. If you're Canadian, you know, you've seen it in the news. A lot of people lost their business locations or their business completely because of this. People getting sick, you know, COVID or otherwise. Because a lot of people were afraid to go anywhere near a doctor's office because of COVID, even if they had some other health issue to deal with. Losing loved ones. So there are positives to social media. I'm not saying there aren't. But there's also the negative side, the side we often try to ignore. People making their lives seem like this picture-perfect, filtered, perfect thing all the time. And often when someone posts something that isn't picture-perfect, here's the real issue people unfollow. Because they pretend, these people pretend all they want to see is positivity and pretty easy breezy living. But the reality is that's not life. So not only is this having a negative effect on the person doing the posting, because they're pressured to make sure their life looks picture perfect all the time or they're going to lose tons of followers, which is a whole other topic that we, I've gotten into in past episodes about, you know, being worried about follower counts. You know, other than like they would be permitted to, oh, I I made a bad cup of coffee today or oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Oh, those things are acceptable. But talking about mental health, social issues, lost income, someone dying from COVID. People click off and and unsubscribe or unfollow or whatever. And that's not real. And that has effect on the person creating the content. But also on the people viewing the content. Because it also feeds into this social media life is perfect nonsense. As in, makes people get in these comparison trap loops or feeling their life is lacking. It's not as perfect as someone else's social media posts. Or they buy things they don't need. Because they think that, you know, because some social media person posted about this thing, oh, well, I want that too. Or you're just deeply unhappy. Because you see somebody else's so-called picture-perfect life. But if you hadn't logged into Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is you're seeing it, you wouldn't have even known. And your day would have been fine. And your day was fine until you saw that, you know, 15 people seem to be doing perfect. Why aren't you? And then, of course, there's the other issue with being online in general. And this is not just social media. This is everywhere. People trolling each other. And if you don't know what trolling is, basically it's the idea of somebody being uh, inflammatory, okay? Purely to piss people off, purely to be a jerk, purely because they like to see how people react for no other reason. People posting rude or garbage crap, whether it's to their own feed or again, you know, inflammatory comments. People threatening each other online. I've seen a lot more of that over the last year. It's always been there, but it seems to be getting worse. And I think it's just because more people are spending time on their on their laptops and their phones and less time out in the world. Because guess what? There's a heck of a lot of lockdowns. There's a heck of a lot of restrictions. So while there are good things about social media, there's also a lot of reasons why 
you might want to take a break from it. You know, and also we need to monitor our usage and do our best to use the tool to connect with others, but not as an entire replacement for social interaction, right? Because there are other ways that you can connect with people that aren't only social media. You can connect with people in those other ways, you know, um, Zoom and uh, FaceTime and writing e- old-fashioned writing emails, old-fashioned talking to people on the phone if you're comfortable with that. I get that the phone is not for everyone. Even text messages, you know, texting a friend, texting your mom, whoever. But that's why taking a detox can be so helpful, right? Is it helps you filter out all of the, the stuff, <laughs> the, the picture-perfect filtered life that people tend to post. But yeah, when you do a social media detox, if you're going to do one, whether it's one week or 10 weeks or an entire year, if that's what you want to do, it can have a huge impact on your life. It can help you see more clearly what you want out of your life and your business, what your personal goals are, which we talked about in the previous episode I just uh, released. So go back one episode if you want to talk a little bit more about setting goals for your business and your life. But yeah, it filters all that, all the, the din out, other people's opinions, other people's thoughts and ideas, and helps you listen to your own. And it also helps you get away from those comparison tracks, traps and getting sucked into online arguments, right? And from a business perspective, it can really help you focus your time on other things that actually bring you business. Because for a lot of us, social media isn't having a huge impact on getting new clients. I know that's a shocker. I know I talk a lot about using social media for your business, and it's true, it is good for connecting. But if you were to actually look at how your clients are finding you, the va- I'm not saying you're all like this, but I would say the majority of you listening, and this is because I have seen this time and time again with my own clients and with my entrepreneurial group where we all share data about this kind of stuff. Social media is not the main place we are finding clients, and yet we spend so much time on it trying to get clients. But it not, is not usually the best way. It's the other things that bring us the bookings, Okay. Website, SEO work, Google business listing. For me, Pinterest has become a big thing, you know, um, because it's it's essentially a search engine. Um, referrals are always huge, no matter what business you have, whether you're a massage therapist, physiotherapist, you do online talk therapy, you do online health coaching, you sell something, whatever. Referrals are always number one or at least like at the top. If it's not your number one, it's probably your number two. So yes, for sure, 100% for some of you, social media is where you're finding a good chunk of your clients. But for the vast majority of us, it's not true. And yet social media is a huge time suck. You know, you start thinking you're just going to be five minutes, you're just going to put up this post you said you were going to do, get it on there, maybe reply to a few early comments and then log off. And then an hour later, you're still (laughs) clicking around, reading other people's posts, doing random scrolling. You know, if you're on TikTok, you're looking at your For You page. If you're on uh, YouTube, you're watching five videos back to back about some random thing that you clicked on. It's so easy to get drawn in. So you end up neglecting other stuff. 
you know, that you were supposed to get done because, uh, oops, I just wasted an hour that it was only supposed to be five, 10 minutes. Sorry about that. You know, might be the SEO stuff, your website, your emails, you know, the things that actually help you get clients. And instead you're spending on social media, which I get because I do that too. We all do it. Or at least a lot of us do. I can't say we all do it, but most of us do. So here's the thing I want you to take away from this episode when it comes to social media and social media detoxes and your business. If you want to do a social media detox or even stop using social media for good, it does not have to affect your business in a huge way at all. As long as you have other ways to find clients and you work on your website, your referral network, you reach out to old clients, you find other people to refer you clients, like I said, referral network, you know, basically any other marketing method that is not social media, you're going to be totally fine. 100% 100% fine. So don't uh, don't have the fear that like leaving social media, whether temporarily or permanently, is going to cause your business to go completely under because that's just not true. So if anyone is telling you that, if you stop using social media, suddenly your entire business will disappear. Well, you can tell them where to shove it because they're wrong. <laughs> you know, that might be true for them, maybe. It's possible. There are people who like literally their entire business is built on social media. But that's pretty rare and pretty uncommon. So that's it for this episode. I hope that was helpful for those of you who have been thinking about doing a social media detox or just wanted another perspective on the idea of using social media for your business because certainly there's a heck of a lot of content out there about you know how you can use it to promote yourself and grow your business and you know make money and all those things and you definitely can do those things I'm not saying it's wrong but I am saying it's just something to think about you know think about how you're spending your time and if social media is really the right place to be spending so much of your time maybe somewhere else is this place to be spending your time right So yeah, I will be back with you guys with more episodes in a few weeks. Until then, take care, stay safe. And um, yeah, I'll be back in your in your ears uh, very shortly. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.